Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Scholes. And today we have the penultimate part of the story of the Master Maid. Let's see what mischief the maid will find herself in now. This is the Master Maid, part five. The next day, the attorney came riding by the place where the master maid dwelt. He saw how brightly the hut shone and gleamed through the wood, and he too went into it to see who lived there. And when he entered, and saw the beautiful young maiden, he fell even more in love with her than the sheriff had done, and began to woo her at once. So the master maid asked him, as she had asked the sheriff, if he had a great deal of money. And the attorney said he was not ill off for that, and would go at once home to get it. And at night he came with a great big sack of money, this time it was a four-bushel sack, and set it on the bench by the master maid. So she promised to have him, and he sat down on the bench by her to arrange it. But suddenly she said she had forgotten to lock the door of the porch that night and must do it. Why should you do that? said the attorney. Sit still, I will do it. So he was on his feet in a moment and out in the porch. Tell me when you have got hold of the door latch, said the master maid. I have hold of it now, cried the attorney. Then may you hold the door and the door hold you, and may you go between wall and wall till day dawns. What a dance the attorney had that night. He had never had such a waltz before, and he never wished to have such a dance again. Sometimes he was in front of the door, and sometimes the door was in front of him, and it went from one side of the porch to the other till the attorney was well nigh beaten to death. At first he began to abuse the master maid, and then to beg and pray, but the door did not care for anything but keeping him where he was till break of day. As soon as the door let go its hold of him, off went the attorney. He forgot who ought to be paid off for what he had suffered, He forgot both his sack of money and his wooing, for he was so afraid lest the house door should come dancing after him. Everyone who met him stared and looked at him, for he was flying like a madman, and he could not have looked worse if a herd of rams had been butting at him all night long. On the third day the bailiff came by, and he too saw the gold house in the little wood, and he too felt that he must go and see who lived there and when he caught sight of the master-maid, he became so much in love with her that he wooed her almost before he greeted her. The master-maid answered him as she had answered the other two, that if he had a great deal of money, she would have him. So far as that is concerned, I am not ill off, said the bailiff. So he was at once told to go home and fetch it, and this he did. At night he came back, and he had a still larger sack of money with him than the attorney had brought. It must have been at least six bushels, and he set it down by the bench. So it was settled that he was to have the master made. But hardly had they sat down together before she said that she had forgotten to bring in the calf and must go out and put it in the byre. No, indeed, you shall not do that, said the bailiff. I am the one to do that. And... Big and fat as he was, he went out as briskly as a boy. Tell me when you have got hold of the calf's tail, said the master maid. I have hold of it now, cried the bailiff. Then 
May you hold the calf's tail, and the calf's tail holds you, and may you go round the world together till the day dawns, said the master maid. So the bailiff had to bestir himself, for the calf went over rough and smooth, over hill and dale, and the more the bailiff cried and screamed, the faster the calf went. When daylight began to appear, the bailiff was half dead, and so glad was he to leave loose of the calf's tail that he forgot the sack of money and all else. He walked now slowly, more slowly than the sheriff and the attorney had done, but the slower he went, the more time had everyone to stare and look at him. And they too used it, and no one can imagine how tired out and ragged he looked after his dance with the calf. And there we have it. We are nearly at the end of the story of the Master Maid. In fact, on Friday, we're going to pick back up with the wedding of the prince and see how everything wraps up. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com. We'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. I do ever so much appreciate it. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>